0: Got you, man. Got to man. Gotta bounce back. Shout
1: out to my homie Keys, Xavier Keys, on the vocals on this. Okay. Honestly, they couldn't stop me if they wanted to. Got to get up, go out, and get it, and that's what I'm going to do. I've been focused. I'm not hungry. Yo, I'm starving, dude. Brian Mo with my team, we're making these power moves. Honestly, they couldn't stop me if they wanted to. Got to get up, go out, and get it, and that's what I'm going to do. I've been focused. I'm not hungry. You're gonna starve me, dude. Ain't grind mode with my team. we making these power moves. Cause I ain't got no time to be wasting with all this music I'm making. Man, I'm tired of being patient, so I keep making these moves here with my crew. Vow to myself to overstay truth. true, so I don't care what nobody else do. I know why. Like an erection, bumps in the road, but nah, I ain't stressing. I don't work out for home, but I'm flexing every time I get on the beat and I bless it. Rise and shine, and I never let another come and stop my grind, cause I grind all night at the gig. No lie, then it's back in the booth for some overtime. Come on. Nope. Mm-mm. Shout out to Miss Alma Shout out to Miss B. Uh-huh. I said, I, hey, hey, hey. My monster me get him, so I don't care what y'all say. I just keep grinding. Yeah, I stay working, cuz you know I'm. Um, I said I. Uh, that's right. In a lab with a pen and a pad, I. I. Let's ride. Make it look so easy, don't it make y'all mad? One thing I know, one thing is certain. I can't stop, won't stop. Cuz me and my team stay working. One thing I know. One thing is certain. Can't stop, won't stop. On the grind, get in mind, I'm working. No sleep. Spit heat. Killing these tracks and I'm not gonna stop till I'm up on top where I'm supposed to be. Everywhere I go, I scream, SP. We more than a crew, we a family. We're gonna try to get a couple Grammys. G have them sitting on top of the man who piece. Thank God. Go hard. They just mad because I'm on my job. But where I'm from, I the ground to starve. A starve, man, I just can't do it. Not having it, unthinkable. So I turn in the stretch arm strong, and now I can reach the unreachable. Let's go. Hey, Hey. trying to, yo, they, I I said I can't sit still. I I just laugh at y'all. Hey, yeah, hey, 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 Hey. moms told me so. why don't let's go. I just keep, yeah, I stay is you know I'm, um, I said I, uh, that's right, uh, in the lab with a cane and a pad, I, I, let's ride, make it look so easy gonna make you mad, one thing I know, one thing is certain, I can't stop, won't stop, cause me and my team stay working, one thing I know, one thing is certain, can't stop, won't stop. On the ground, get in mind, I'm working. Don't ever let anybody tell you that you can't get what you want. Whatever you're dreaming for, you get out there and you get it. You make it happen. Never mind the haters. filled, cause I all day, always get 'em. Yes sir, I'm grinding. Stay working. Hey. I said I That's right In the lab with a pen and a pad I Let's ride Make it look so easy Don't it make you mad One thing I know One thing is certain Can't stop won't stop Cause me and my team stay working One thing I know One thing is certain Can't stop won't stop On the ground get in mind I'm working
2: Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. The time is eight oh two a.m. You're listening to and watching Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. It's Monday morning. It's the twentieth, right? Twentieth today. It can be. It can't. Well, life is what you make it. Um, but it's it's a Monday. It's a little chilly outside, but it's a uh, beautiful, nice, warm day. And it's warm in our hearts. Um, I've got news for you. We also have a great guest. With us today is Paul Calhoun, a professional speaker from Advisor Speaks, a company that educates management teams in the area of mental health in the workplace. He's also a nationally accredited mental health first aid instructor, an accreditation he received from the National Council of Mental Well-Being. And if that wasn't enough, he's also the author of four books. Um, there's a lot more we could cover about our guests, but we'll keep it short for now and cover the rest later if there's time. And you, excuse me, if you'd like to know more about our guests, you can visit his company's website at advisorspeaks.com. The link for that will be in the chat momentarily.
0: Uh, author of four books. Four, one of which is an audiobook. Okay. Okay. Uh, my first book was... Seven Facets of God came out back in two thousand i think two thousand eight two thousand nine okay and uh wrote that during the recession the or the economic downturn of the housing bubble yeah, and I wrote that ironically enough, I wrote that as a as a journal to help me get through my anxiety and depression of. of of going through a foreclosure and everything else right? and so I was using my writing as a therapeutic tool if you will and so I was um, writing this book Seven Facets of God and um, the 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 parts of the book I used for like stories to help emphasize a point I used and uh, anecdotes to stories went very well and a lot of people liked the stories they didn't much like the Theological part of it, but they like the stories in it, right? And they suggested I should um, Write a book a fictional a fictional book on just a story. So I thought okay. Let's see where this goes so I did that and wrote my second book love letters which is a Which is a modern-day version of the notebook if you will by Nicholas Sparks, but it's, it's my version of it my story of it and um in that in that story, love letters, I did something known as a, a twelve days of Christmas okay. where there was twelve days of my my girlfriend at the time giving presents after present after present for twelve days straight, and on the twelfth day it was an engagement ring, and that was part of the story in love letters and it went very well
2: sounds like a bestseller brother
0: uh, and it <laughs> you're not the only one. Because that actually, that book there is the one that really took off. Uh, the first book, Seven Fasts of God, a few people in the, in the influential world, Joel Osteen, uh, Christopher Lloyd, James Tolkien, and a few pastors in the area liked the stories, and they said, "Go out and make you know make a book for just a story, a fictional story." But made love letters, and that when that hit Hollywood, it went big time viral so I thought well maybe I got something here right <laughs> so uh, with that I was able to um, get into the world of um, being a camera operator and uh, got to work with a vast amount of people uh, you, you've seen pictures of some of them actually um, and uh, it was a it was a great time and from there it just went to a different path and um, I thought, well, I'm, I'm making people feel good. I'm, I enjoy making people feel good. Right. I got what we would known in the mental health world as the helper's high, where you help someone when you feel good, the yep. helper's high. <clears throat> Excuse me. So I thought, well, I'll I'll help people find work. Right. Okay. And so I was a member of the um, Community Career Center in Aurora, Illinois, over by Cracker Barrel in 88 and Deal Road. Yeah. And so, uh, I was helping there, volunteering with the orientation, and the uh, director, one of the directors, uh, Becky Brilliant, great lady, back then. She's moved on since then, but back then she was there. She said, "How about we create a create a um, a program to help people find work?" I said, "I could do that." Right. So I created a program called "Help or How to Sell Yourself to Employers." It was a four-step program. Uh, covering the um, paperwork, the tangible aspects mm-hmm. aspects of of finding work like resume, application, cover letters, your personal appearance, how to dress, how to present yourself, your online experience and your communication and networking experience and so forth. Using all that to encapsulate the process for finding work and how to sell yourself to employers. He said that sounds good. We made the I made the program and we Put it out there on the board for people to sign up if they want, no problem. Expecting maybe eh, 10, 15 people. Well, it turns out that timing apparently was everything because day one of the cl- day one of the class, it was a four-hour pr- four class. Day one of the class, uh, we had to turn people away because we were about to break fire code for uh, room occupancy. <laughs> wow! Yeah, so I'm like, okay, maybe we got something here, and they're like, yeah, maybe. Uh, let's try this again, see yeah. what happens. So we told people come back for another class. We're going to schedule later on. So we scheduled the second class, and sure enough, same thing. We had to turn more people away because we were about to break the fire code right. for room occupancy. So I'm like, okay, maybe I got something here. So. Um, I like helping people, and especially in the area of mental health. But my brother, a long time ago, back in the 70s, was diagnosed back then mildly, edically retarded, but nowadays considered um, autistic. Right. And so I uh, started working in the mental health world, mental health field. And, <clears throat> excuse me. Started making presentations and learning more about how to help people with living with mental health and mental illness and so forth Help them out and sure enough it just grew and grew and grew and that became my niche And so as a result, I thought I'm gonna focus on this area of speaking on mental health and take it from there and as a result, I've joined postmasters, uh, the professional levels of uh, NSA uh, National Speakers Association not mm-hmm. to be associated with the National Spy Agency, right or NSA and um, it, it grew from there, and now I, I've, uh, I've gone and spoken internationally. What have you learned about mental health that you did
2: not know prior to your uh, entering into the field and really buckling down on
0: the topic and subject? Oh, gosh. I learned a lot in the area of, one, understanding what people living with a mental illness are going through. Because I myself I have yeah, I do with anxiety and depression myself. But other people living with, for example, hallucinations, what that's like. Right. Uh, um um O C D what that's like. Having a better understanding of the experience. And by having a better having that better understanding of the experience of what it's like for a person living with those conditions and those situations, I'm able to have a better communication, better connection, and better assistance helping them as a result.
2: Hmm. Um, I'm curious too, and I I, want to detail working with uh, companies and organizations and their mental health. There seems to be more of a focus on that nowadays, the overall collective health of the employees in a company. Uh, When did that start to be
0: a, um, a priority? I started seeing an uptick in that during COVID. During the shutdown of COVID. Um, Before, (coughs) excuse me, before COVID, mental health, mental illness was still there. It didn't increase. It didn't decrease. (gasps) It's been there the whole time. Tick, tock, tick, tock, tick, tock. Unchanged. It wasn't until COVID... And when it wasn't until COVID and the shutdowns, then mental health and anxiety and depression and so forth, mental health became a surface issue. Right. It surface issue. Surface.
2: surface issue. Okay.
0: Because it was always there before. It's kind of like when, um, it's kind of like during, this, during August 15th, July 3rd, January 12th. Mm-hmm. We all live with every day sun up, sun down, sun up, sun down. We're used to we're used to the same amount of sunrise time and nighttime. Right. But it's not until our environment changes, with having to change the clock backs or having to change the clocks forward, that we notice. Hey, the sun is setting shorter. Mm-hmm. The sun is setting later. Well, guess what? The sun is setting at the exact same time as it did the day before as it is now, it's just our reference, our perspective, our view of that time has changed. Right. Not the sunset itself, but our our view, our environment of time has changed. That's what COVID did with mental health. Mental health was always there before. It's just now that COVID was there and we've all had to stay home, or as I call it, we all were grounded. Yeah. And we had to stay home. We had to work from home. We couldn't go out to activities. We couldn't go out and have our what I call self-care activities, mm-hmm. shopping, baseball games, football games, hanging out with friends, going out for a pizza, going out for a beer, going out and watch the Bears lose. We couldn't have these <laughs> enjoyable moments. <laughs> we couldn't have these enjoyable moments out out and about and, and enjoy things that we saw an increase in mental health and anxiety, depression, and so forth. Right. And... and when when um, um, all the protests were happening mm-hmm. for one thing or another, okay, uh, we saw a lot more people protesting on the very same issues that existed before the pandemic, mm-hmm. but now we saw a lot of people doing more protests during the pandemic because that's the only activity they could do. Right, They couldn't go roller skating, they couldn't go to a baseball game, couldn't go ice skating, couldn't go to a football game, couldn't go to a kid's soccer match, couldn't go to an arcade, couldn't go to a movie, couldn't, you could barely go to a restaurant if they could find people to work there. The only, the only activity they could do were the protests. But now that all, yeah, all the doors are open, all the restaurants are open, all the movie theaters are open, all the uh, venues are active again, baseball, football, child soccer. Now those are all open again, we're seeing more and more protests being dwindled down to not as active as they were back in 2020, 2021. So, um, my point behind that is this. It was the change of the environment, change of the conditions, change of the uh, terms of which we could interact that had an effect on focusing on how we feel how others feel, how others behave. That's what brought mental health to the the top of the surface from deep down below. Um, what is Advisor Speaks and what is its uh, history? Pam Stallings, good morning. Jennifer Ryan and good morning. Uh, good morning, everybody. Uh, Advisor Speaks started back in 2007 okay. when I started doing uh, some light speaking for an organization called Community Career Center. Helping people, helping people find work. And it was there I, I noticed I had a, a pretty good talent for speaking because we, we oversold the room and almost got shut down uh, because of uh, fire code.
2: But, the story you were mentioning.
0: Right, Right, where, where the room got uh, too full because people were showing up. And so I started speaking on that and found I had a good niche, a good, a good skill for that and wanted to help people. So I started in the, in the area of mental health but um my my speaking in 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 front of people, most people have a fear of public speaking. I actually enjoy that mm-hmm. I actually thrive on that
2: so advisor speaks is a is an organization for mental health or is it for professional speakers
0: for professional speaking
2: for professional speak okay but
0: the niche is mental mental health, health. okay i see right. i see like like um like Jim Rohn, mm-hmm. uh, one of my top three um People I enjoy watching and listening to myself, Les Brown, Brian Tracy, and Jim Rohn. Well, Jim Rohn would talk about uh, um, self-improvement. Mm-hmm. Um, Les Brown would talk about self-improvement and motivation. And uh, Brian Tracy would talk about strategic sales and business and so forth. We each have, we each have our niche. Every speaker has their niche. Right. My niche is more towards mental health.
2: Okay. All right. Uh good morning to all of you great listeners and viewers out there. We are here with our guest today, Mr. Paul Calhoun of Advisor Speaks. Uh Karina Suarez Darden, hello. William Miller the third, good morning and happy GMA to you as well. Saul Olivas, Gail Kavanaugh Newcomb. Are you a newcomer? Boom boom. Ting, you get that, Newcomb? You guys got it right yeah uh good to see you and uh saul olivas wants to know who ran the tomahawk 5k this weekend it looks like a lot of people did the aurora area hispanic advisory board ran zyra gill brian and melissa Shouts out to all of you people and brian moreno good morning to you as well the time is 8 17. so um uh the national council for mental well-being let's talk about that what's its history and its roots
0: the National Council of Mental Wellbeing is a nonprofit organization in Washington, D.C. Okay. And uh, Michelle Obama uh, has actually recognized that organization um, for <clears throat> helping those with mental health um, desires to help mental health, right. if you will. The National Council of Mental Wellbeing is also the copyright owner of Mental, uh, mental Health First Aid. And mental health first aid is literally like a CPR for for mental health. So, for example, if you ha- if you see someone walking down the street and they're clenching their their chest and they go down to their knees and they're, like, oh, they're 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 clenching their chest, you can pretty much surmise that they're having a heart attack. Right. Right. And you would provide CPR if need be and call nine one one and so forth. Right. But if you're at work or if you're walking down the street. You're at a ball game, or you're watching this podcast, and you see someone experiencing a mental health crisis, would you know what to do? Uh,
2: I'd have to identify the signs, but no, I would not. That's where education would That's come
0: in. That's where mental health first aid comes into play. Right. That's where it comes into help. Because in mental health first aid, you understand how to assess for risk you uh, listen non-judgmentally, you give encouragement, you encourage uh, professional help, and you encourage self-help, which is very important. But if you don't know how to help someone going through a mental health crisis, you can actually make things worse Mm. by trying to provide assistance that you don't know what to do.
2: Is misdiagnosis something that happens a lot in the field of
0: mental health and well-being?
2: From what you, it, it
0: doesn't happen a lot. Okay. but it does happen. Okay, okay, because keep in mind, psychology is not an exact science. If 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 you if you if I break my leg, okay, the 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 bone doctor person can look at my look at my leg, look at the X ray, say, yep, that's a compound fracture right here at the the fibia or whatever the bone name is. Mm-hmm. Right, he can isolate it. So he can see it right there on the X ray. Clears the bell. Psychology isn't that, isn't, that, isn't that way. Right. You go to a therapist, a psychiatrist or a therapist or LCSW, for example, they, they can take your information and hear what you're saying and run tests to see what the most likely thing is. Right. But to be able to pinpoint it precisely down to the narrow, narrow microscopic point, just like a, a bone doctor could with an x ray that's a bit more trickier right and that's that's why a psychiatrist is an md plus another like 4 or 5 years of schooling on top of that i'm thinking but the the area they're getting better at in understanding is psychology is the brain because like barack obama said the brain is the last area of the body we have yet to uh, discover and go through to have a better understanding of. We know the heart very well, we know the kidneys very well, we know the liver very well, we know the skin and the bones very well, but the mind is something we're still trying to fully grasp and fully understand.
2: Uh, I want to read from um, the website, um, from the Advisor Speaks website about employees. Uh, most of us can't agree that our employees are our organization's number one asset. So if 85% of your company's employees say that either, excuse me, say that their mental health issues are causing them sleep deprivation, poor physical health, reduced happiness at home, poor family relationships, isolation from friends and family, and ultimately it's hurting their performance at work, what are you going to do? Most of us would agree that we would like to solve this problem. You can start addressing this. What's the number one way that that could be addressed, or a way rather perhaps a way yeah oh
0: well, there's there's many ways um the the biggest way is identify that it exists first of all the majority of employees at a company uh like you mentioned have a have a distrust with the company. Okay, The majority of employees at a company living with a mental illness or mental uh, health um, situation, either personally or at home, where it affects them, right. it will affect their sleep, their eat, their work environment, Okay, their work abilities. <clears throat> the best way to address that is to first acknowledge it's there. If you can't inspect, you can't expect. So if you don't inspect your employees, how they're doing, you don't inspect uh, or listen to or even try to understand what your employees are going through. You don't try to understand what's going on in their lives. If you don't try to understand how they're doing, how they're feeling, how they're functioning up here, Mm -hmm. then you are literally leaving the power of influence to an unknown. Think about it. Let's say, let's say I'm an employee of an elevator repair company. Hypothetical, okay, metaphorically. I'm an employee of a repair, me- a repair mechanic for an elevator repair company. Right. And you call me in to fix and repair and manage this elevator. If the elevator breaks down or if the elevator is not working as functionally or if it's not working as well or being as productive up and down as as you want it to be, you want me as the elevator repairman or as the elevator manager, if you will, to address it and make that elevator more productive in your company. And then you take the elevator every day, up and down, up and down, up and down, no problem. And then all of a sudden, it's not functioning as productively as it used to. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you call the elevator guy in, and I come in and I open the elevator door box, I look at the elevator and you ask me what's wrong with the elevator? I say, that beats the heck out of me, I don't know. I'll work on it though. And I do something to the elevator, you come back and I say, well I, I think it's fixed. I think it's good to go. Why don't you, why don't you get in the elevator and give it a try? Would you trust that elevator? No. No, I wouldn't either. Okay. Take that same analogy. Mm-hmm. Take it over to a business side. You're a member of the C suite, CFO, CEO, executives. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you have a subordinate below you, a manager, who has 10 subordinates below him. Okay. And his his um department this one department has a lot of high turnover rate, the broken elevator. Right. So you, in the C-suite, say to this manager, we'll call, it, let's call him Bob, to give him a name. You say to Bob, Bob, why does your one department have a high turnover rate? I don't know, I'll, I'll look into it and get back to you. Mm-hmm. Okay. If Bob doesn't know his employees, how they function, how they work what motivates them right why they're doing what they're doing could you trust bob to run that department
2: uh i i would have, bob is the problem um, with an the ant- yeah. I mean, would, yeah. would you
0: trust that? no 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 yeah no exactly i
2: see bob is so the problem so the but what's the how we change that now that we've
0: identified what's the how that's what i'm getting okay at. how you change that is you have them trained on understanding mental health. You have them understand, okay, what risk factors are involved, how to assess for risk. One of the programs I give is called The Right Method. You assess for risk, you interact, right. listen non-judgmentally, because first, all, well, first you wanna do is you want to assess for risk. Risk assessment, I call it. Right. Is the employee, a danger, to, or the individual, a danger to themselves or to others. If so, call nine one one immediately without question. Right. Okay. End of story. Next, in the R I G H T, the right method. Next is I, which is interaction. Interact with them, and in your interaction, listen non-judgmentally. Judge listening only reinforces the stigma behind mental illness. Right, and because if you're listening judge if you're listening judgmentally, well, you shouldn't feel that way. Well, you know, if you don't don't feel that way. Just get over it. Or like Cher says in the the that one movie, stamp out of it. Right. Right. Yep. If you listen not judgmentally, that's just going to cause the individual to not talk about it. Right. And if they're not talking to you about it, you can't assess for risk. And like I said earlier, if you can't inspect you can't expect. So listen, with interaction, listen non-judgmentally. Uh, G is giving hope. You wanna give them hope for that there is recovery possible. And recovery with mental illness, recovery is possible. I guarantee you on that one. I've seen it and experienced it. <clears throat> recovery is possible. There's a lot of people out there living with mental illness who manage it quite well and are in that recovery and you can just look at them not even tell they're living with mental illness but they manage it quite well they're in their recovery so recovery is possible so give hope in that now one thing i want to say about that is hope or advice is not hope giving advice like you know what you should do you should do this it helps or if you're having a, a mental illness day, you should rub some cream on your forehead or whatever right? kind of stuff. Advice is not hope. True story. True story. This happened. It happened here in Aurora too. Okay. Uh, I was going to church one Sunday, and I like I like karaoke. Okay. Yeah, heads up. <laughs> I like karaoke. It's a Filipino thing. You got to be a cool dude to hang out with. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Until I sing, then I'm not so cool. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> and, to all, and true story, my wife's Filipino, and uh, like Joe Koi says, in the Philippines, there's 117 dialects, <laughs> but the only common dialect is karaoke, which is Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I don't like karaoke. And so, and to all my Filipinos out there, hey, <laughs> bayan? Um, that's how are you in the Philippines. Okay. Anyway, um... I like karaoke, and so I thought, well, I can I can join the church choir and have fun doing karaoke at church, right? Right. Who needs to go on a Saturday night, right? right? I can karaoke at church, so I went to the pastor. I says, Pastor, I wanna I wanna join the choir. He was like, Can you sing? I says, You bet I can. So I said, I can sing. Yes. He says, Let me hear a few sayings, a few songs. Yeah. So he left me stand in front of his office. I'm singing, la 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 la. I'm holding the mic. La, la la. I'm singing a song. Yada yada yadda, yadda, blah, I'm singing. And he, afterwards he sits back and says, Paul, let me give you some advice. Singing is like breathing. Everyone can do it, but some people have bad breath. Oh. So, so well. as you can probably guess, I'm not part of the choir. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and there was a pastor that gave me that advice. That's
2: tough advice, but yeah. you know, it's tough love, right? Tough right. love.
0: So like I said, uh, when you give hope, Don't mix it with advice. Advice is not the same as hope. Right. So, and uh, and as far as the right acronym, H is for help. Okay. Let them know what help help is available. Mm -hmm. Professional levels of low, low cost, professional levels of assistance, of help. For example, the big one that just came out this year, 988. Yes. That's a big one. In fact, uh, that is so so popular right now, and so being used. Thank God for that. It's so being used that they need more volunteers, more counselors to help with that. So if you're if you're able, please. Um, there's also uh, like loaves of fishes here locally, can provide assistance in areas in that. Yep. The um, the uh, the Kane County Health Department. The DuPage County Health Department, they have counselors on staff that can help out Mm -hmm. at pro bono and sometimes uh, low cost rates if need be. Right. Um, Churches, Um, there's lots of places where help is available. But if you don't know about it, you go without it, even though you're already paying for it with our taxes. So H is for help. And T is for tools. R-I-G-H-T, T is for tools. Tools for self, self-help care. These are tools people use on a normal daily basis. Like we talked about before during the pandemic, you couldn't go out to a baseball game. Right. You, couldn't go out, uh, um, you couldn't go out to a restaurant or couldn't go out to a church choir and not hear me sing yeah. because those, people, those things weren't allowed during the, during the pandemic. But people use those for self-care tools. My wife does retail therapy, for example, shopping, yeah, <laughs> and I pay for retail therapy but so for her it's low cost
2: <laughs> so two thousand dollars session, you know <laughs> right
0: um, but self care tools tools people can use for self care help, and even for mental health first aiders, we have to have our self care done as well, because when you 're helping someone going through a mental health crisis, it can have an effect and will have an effect on you as right. well. You can't go through an experience of helping someone going through a, a, a life-changing crisis without having an effect on you. Right. True story. My wife and I are at the Riverwalk. <clears throat> and for those who are listening internationally and across America, the Riverwalk is a, is a nice area in Naperville with flowers and a nice uh, wooden bridge. It's a very nice area. Feel free to Google it on the Bing, but um, the the River Walk was a nice area, nice uh, scenic area, and we're walking, and there was this uh, teenage girl on the bridge, the outer part of the bridge, mm-hmm. and she was contemplating jumping into the river, and I was taking pictures of the flowers and so forth, and my wife, you know, said, "Hun, hun." As she pointed out, now I got to tell you, I am a pretty big guy. I climbed over a rock wall in in a heartbeat and went over and helped her out with with a couple other people. But you cannot help a person in that experience. Now the 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 not doing fine. She's doing much better now. She's well, which is good. But you cannot help an individual going through a crisis like that and have it not impact you. What's, the, what's been the way for yourself personally? I'm sorry?
2: What's, how has it uh, impacted you personally, such an experience?
0: Me personally, that experience was, for, for one, I got the great helper's high, which right. is an, an addiction by itself. For people who love to help people, we know the helper's high is an addiction. Okay, That's our morphine, if you will. So, I got that great helper 's high, and oh i uh, let me let me get on i i 'll get a back on antidepressants later on and and how to how to how to help with that anyway but um the great helpers high I got that, and uh later on, I learned more about her and more about people that are helping her as well so I, we gained we gained friendship uh gained more connections and um um She's celebrating Thanksgiving this this coming week, and uh, it it put, a, it put a, a, a notch in my memory brain of, hey, something to remember, mm-hmm. because you always remember moments in life that have a, have a, a dramatic impact on you. You do. Yes, you do. Every, everyone remembers where they were on 9/ 11. I do. Where were you? <laughs> I was at a company called Westel, Westel Technologies. I was working at a car wash detail shop. Yep. Everyone who was around at that time remembers where they were, what they were doing, even what they were wearing and what the weather was. That's how fine, detailed our our memory can remember things when we have a, a rememberable experience such as 9-11 or helping someone who was about to jump off a bridge. You remember those moments. Right. Because... It has a great impact in our our life and our 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 brain puts a path it it grains it into like a path for like a, a quick memory recall but um what I also got was what I also got was uh something to share on a blog later on <laughs> but uh um, excellent plug a podcast in. such as good morning aurora but um you, you, get a great, you get a great sensation, a great feeling mm-hmm. that you've helped someone. That's the biggest takeaway from that, is that you've helped someone. The
2: time is 8.37 a.m. You are listening to and watching Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. Um, I have those local pieces of news I'm going to deliver real quick. Gabriel, would you please take me to a personal commercial? Gabriel Bradford is our newest intern. He's that squared away young man right over there. Gabriel Bradford's doing a good job on the show. He hasn't burned down anything, and and he's got all his fingers and toes still. So, Mom, we're taking care of him. Okay, um, so here's the thing, ladies and gentlemen. Well, Norma Peterson says, love it. Advice is different from hope. Advice comes with judgment, while hope comes from love. Thank you very much for that, Norma. That is true. Um. Quick couple of topics for you guys. Um, No Refusal DUI Patrol is planned for the night before Thanksgiving in Kane County. The state's attorney and law enforcement agencies will conduct this patrol Wednesday, November 23rd, the night before. This marks the 30th No Refusal event in Kane County since the state's attorney's office began the program in 2008, according to State's Attorney Jamie Monster. Quote: The night before Thanksgiving is a night that many people home to celebrate with family, meet up with friends. Unfortunately, many of these people go out and choose to drink or use drugs to excess and get behind the wheel of a car. Close quote. During no refusal events, suspected intoxicated motorists can be compelled to provide a blood, excuse me, breath or blood sample through a warrant issued by a judge shortly after a traffic stop. Anyone declining to be tested after the warrant is obtained. Can face additional charges. Assistant state attorneys will be on call at various police departments in the county, and the phlebotomist will be available as well to perform blood draws. According to the uh, state's attorney, there are many a- alternatives to uh, driving while impaired, such as Uber and Lyft and taxis. Taxis are still around. Who the hell is buying a taxi nowadays? The price of a taxi, you could get there for like six bucks. Um, Oh, here it is. Dell Web, over 55 development, is now open, featuring 169 homes officially in Aurora. Now, this was. This was Thursday's ribbon cutting. Well, it was last week, Uh, but it's at Lincoln Prairie Route 30 and Wolf's Crossing Road that's bisected by Eola Road. It's a 55 and older community and Del Webb is known for it. And it's the first new Del Webb development in the Chicago area in 15 years. How about that? The 169 low maintenance ranch homes come in six styles of two to three bedroom houses. Ranging from 1,502 square feet to 2,754 square feet, designs include large kitchen islands, tall sliding glass doors, suites with spa-like baths and storage space. The gated community also has an 18,000 square foot clubhouse that will include meeting spaces that can be used for classes, billiard rooms, locker rooms, indoor and outdoor pools, recreational areas with tennis and pickleball courts. How about nice. it? And according to Mayor Irvin, hold on, where's that? Uh, where's the quote at? Hold on a second. Here. It's in here. Aha. Uh-huh. Mayor Irvin says, "quote Although I'm not 55 years old just yet, I could certainly see myself living here in one of these beautiful homes and partaking in the residential activities with my neighbors." There was ever a selling point for Dell Webb. There you have it. The time is eight forty one a.m. You're listening to and watching Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. Our guest today is Paul Calhoun of Advisor Speaks. Uh, Aurora Downtown, Marissa. Hello, Matt Hansen. Good morning to see you, Michelle Gums. Good morning, dear sister, and Judge jo- or uh, well, Judy Walter and Joe Jackson, not Judge Joe Jackson. That's saw judge, right? I saw Judy. I thought Judge Judy. Uh, but uh, anyway, Michelle says, a profound statement at our community group from one of the attendees. The last thing someone in mental crisis needs to hear is you need to pray more. Right. That's correct. Um And then I wanted to see, ah, Alvin Soto. Good morning to you, Alvin Soto. Shouts out to APD. All right. Um, The time is 841 a.m. Uber and Lyft offer free rides often this night of the year. It's the biggest drinking night of the entire year. Please be safe out there, ladies and gentlemen. Got any plans for Thanksgiving? I'm sorry? Got any plans for Thanksgiving?
0: Uh, Yes. 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 My wife, uh, who's a who's a uh, caregiver nurse, she's working Thanksgiving Day, so we're going to be celebrating it the next day. But I'm going to be going to Cracker Barrel to get the Thanksgiving meal because I can't cook to save my life. <laughs> <laughs> get the Thanksgiving meal, and we're just going to heat up and have it the next day.
2: Okay. All right. Keeping it uh keeping it nice at home, keeping nice it, and simple. Nice. Keep okay. it. Okay. All right. What time are we eating?
0: Uh, my wife and I. <laughs>
2: I'm gonna be eating uh, on
0: Friday, uh, Friday. lunchtime. He's like, I'm uh, already
2: here with an interview, brother. You're not getting food too.
0: <laughs> uh, real quick, if I can, sure, absolutely. Uh, the the um, the viewer, uh, the listener that said the last thing someone going through a mental crisis needs is prayer. Say you should pray more. Uh, right. She said that that is true. <clears throat> that is very true. And I wanna I wanna put a shout out to her. Thank you for that comment, by the way, because it's a very true statement a lot of advice can actually have a reverse effect. Right. Um, like like our, our, uh, our listener pointed out, last thing someone going through a mental health crisis needs is you should pray more. Okay. I, I believe in praying, and I agree with her statement 120%, mm-hmm. because telling someone what they should do is they should pray more. Or they should have a. They should uh, improve their diet. You know this, and that, yada yada. Okay, that tells a person going through a mental health crisis or living with mental health, mental illness, that you know what, you don't matter. You do not matter. Right. Because I don't want to get to know you enough to understand what you're going through. So I'm just going to say a whatever to get you through it.
2: Right. And plus, some people are probably already praying anyway for the strength to get through the incident. So to tell them that all they need to do is pray more could be demeaning in many ways to a lot of people.
0: Yeah. So shout out to the uh, good uh, good comment.
2: Yep. We've got some great listeners. We've got some great listeners who care.
0: Um, So uh, your books, where can folks find your books? On my website, on Amazon, um, Seven fastest God is out of print now, but um, Love Letters is still in print. Okay. Uh, oh, and book number three. <laughs> Let's run that one. Yeah. Uh, book number three is actually a short. It's a short ghost story uh, that is family safe. No, there's no swearing and no, you know, blood chopping stuff. You know. Wow. No. It's 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 a short family okay. safe ghost story that you can tell the kids around the fire pit. Okay. And it's. It, the, uh, had that one turned into an audio book as well okay um, which um, is also a safe s- story and has some s- sound effects with it as well all right so this way you can have it play for the kids and the audiobook is only 20 minutes like 20 minutes long mm-hmm. so it's short enough for the kids to listen to and be doing their next thing because kids do because the attention span is not very long for children what's the title Oh, oh, I'm sorry. That one is the tri- the trial. The trial? The trial? Yeah, it sounds scary. That one is actually it's a story about a sheriff who's about to retire and he's made a career out of wrongfully accusing people to better his career. Right. To better his numbers, if you will. And as he's about to retire, uh his last victim comes back to haunt him. And it turns out karma can be deadly. I'll Ooh. leave it at that. Oh. Damn, are you sure it's good for the kids? That sounds kind of it is a safe, <laughs> it is a it is a safe kid story. There's no there's no profanity, no, um,
2: no bad stuff. And your fourth book, the the final book,
0: it's the audiobook of the trial. Okay, that's the audiobook of the trial. <laughs> the the okay, trial is you. actually available on Kindle, um, through Amazon, mm-hmm. and the audiobook is through Audible. Okay.
2: All right. Um, so when is your next speaking engagement, and how can folks take part
0: um, in that? Uh, my next speaking engagement, I'd have to look here. Most of them are all private, usually. Oh, uh, my bad. Private, we have private corporations and private companies and out. Right. Um, don't tell them that GM's going to be doing the speaking engagement on Tuesday the 3rd, man. Don't do that. <laughs> no. No, I'm, that's not how, how it works. But... Um, yeah, they're they're all they're all private. Okay. For the rest of this year, but what I am looking to do is, I gave <clears throat> before I went to the Philippines, and came back. Big change of weather, by the way. Um, I gave a, a short presentation, a short version presentation, short version of the right method for uh, the rotary, the sun, Aurora Sunrise Rotary. That's my team. Yep, off of uh, Galena. Yep. Mothers. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. Yes, great group, by the way. Hi, Phil. Um, Great group, by the way. And um, I gave a shortened version of the right method for them. I also want to give the right method for uh, a bunch of other Rotary Clubs. So um, if you're part of a Rotary Club, get a hold of me. Uh, I'll come speak there pro bono, free charge. And you can hear some of the presentation, some of the uh, topics, if you will. Are some of your speaking engagements paid? Paid engagements that you speak? Most of them are, yes. Okay, all right. Most of them are, yes. Okay. But I'm looking to do more as I'm as I'm retiring. I'm looking to do more, more pro bono.
2: Okay. Uh, now to book you or to reach out to you for an engagement, they can go. Folks can go to Advisor Speaks, and there is a form to fill out. Correct. on the page. Correct. Okay. I'll go to
0: advisorspeaks.com Dot com, excuse me. and click on booking and it'll take you to a, a three-section form to fill out and I'll get that or if you want just give me a call at 888-490-8570 and um, get a hold of me that way and We'll get started
2: all right the time is 8 48 a.m neva stewart good morning to you norma peterson hello and uh brian moreno good morning to you as well um so as mental health continues to be a priority as it continues to uh to or groups like nami and and other things as they begin to be uh Better funded 988 as new things come about to address mental health. um, What do you see as something that the community of mental health professionals should keep their eye on? What's you know, what's the what's the ball that they got to keep focusing on? Um, Because there is a danger of people being left behind or not being, um, uh, you know, seen. I guess for lack of a better term. So what should folks keep their eye on as mental health services progress and get better?
0: Well, not every medical professional, this may seem kind of odd, not every medical health professional Mm -hmm. is trained to understand the signs of a mental health crisis. Okay. So if you can understand the signs of a mental health crisis, what to look for, the better off you're you're going to be in, in identifying it okay like i said before if you can't inspect you can't expect and a lot of um, a lot of people even in the mental, even in the healthcare field may see someone going through a mental health crisis and not not know that the individual is going through a mental health crisis because a lot of people going through a mental health crisis Will do their utmost best to hide it. Hmm. To bury it deep down, to not talk about, it, not share about. It. And that's because of one word stigma. Back in the day, and even even today, still, back in the day, oh, don't talk with him. Don't he he's, he's different. Stay away from him. Mm-hmm. Oh, don't talk to him. He's crazy. He's nuts. He's 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 gone out there. Okay? And it's because of that stigma people will not talk about it. And if people will not talk about it, other people won't know about it unless they know what to look for. So if you can identify some of the warning signs, that's your first step. A lot of companies a lot of companies have employees that will show the warning signs if you know what to look for yeah. and totally miss them because they don't know what to look for. Hmm. True story, true story. About a few months ago, one of my friends, his daughter, uh, told his girlfriend, his living girlfriend, that she's contemplating suicide, that when she's gone, take care of my dad.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. She saw the warning sign. She told her dad. Her dad said, "Well, she's a strong. She's strong. She's a strong girl. She, she'll get over it. She's a strong girl. She'll be fine." Time went on. <clears throat> she wrote notes. And they thought she was just being her creative self. But she was a very, she is a very creative person, very good artist. Right. Her sister had a wedding. The whole family went to a wedding. She was uh, part, of the, part of the bride uh, party. Looked like she was having a great time. Looked like she was having a blast. But do you know, that's actually one of the biggest warning signs you can watch for? Shortly after that, her mom came home and she was already dead from an overdose, from a suicide overdose of sleeping Pills. If you know the signs to watch for, you know what to watch for in in areas of mental health, Mm -hmm. crisis for example, especially with suicide, you can help negate a problem, you can help prevent a problem from actually happening. And if we have time, I I would like to talk about suicide if we have time. We do. There are some signs I definitely want to point out because we are seeing an increase in suicide use. We're seeing an increase in substance use and overdoses. Some accidental, some intentional. If you know someone going through an overdose, Narcan is, is, is what you need to have when you're ready. But if you experience a, a overwhelming sadness, an overwhelming urge to take their, to end your own life, because the burdens are greater than any resolution or any repairs that you can you can fathom Call 988 and talk with someone please If you know someone going through that crisis talk with them Non-judgmentally listen with them right and understand what they may be going through And some of the warning signs you want to watch for especially in the area of suicide if they're if they look and they, they're they feeling down for a long period of time, for two weeks or more, that's a sign. They may be contemplating suicide. If they uh, used to eat normally, used to eat a lot of food, and now they're not eating as much. Or if they used to not eat as much, now they're eating more. That's a warning sign to watch for. If they've talked about, shared with you or anyone else, that they've contemplated suicide or they have thought about ways to do suicide or they've talked about giving things away like uh, you like this microphone you want to give it to your intern you like the the camera you want to give it to your intern because he's the best intern there ever is that could be a warning sign because we know that these items meant a lot to you right but now you're giving them away that could be a warning sign If you see someone uh, writing a suicide note, or you see a suicide note, take that very seriously. Take it very seriously. If they're talking about, like I mentioned, uh, ways. If they've picked a date, take that very seriously. One of the things that a lot of people uh, who have family members and friends that have have, uh, lost a loved one due to suicide when they look back in hindsight, they see all these warning signs and they say, "If only i'd known and one major major, huge red flag to watch for if you know someone going through those those stages or those signs, showing those signs, the letter, the talking, the method, the date, and so forth they have all planned out and everything else the the uh, a long term of depression and sadness, for example, and then all of a sudden there. <laughs> I, I feel better i you know what you know i I know I was talking about that before, but don't worry about it. i'm i'm, I'm fine now. i'm good i i feel i feel I feel much better that is one of the hugest flags you can see, and the reason why that's the, one of the hugest flags is because they have already decided and decided to commit to it. They've picked a date, a time, a method, a place. They've taken care of all their affairs. They've given away their microphone and their camera to their intern. They've done everything they they need to take care of before they go, and they've got the time, and place in mind to it. And for them, it's a huge burden. Oh. I feel great now. I feel better. Right. That's a huge flag. If you see that, without question, nine one one.
2: The time is eight fifty-seven AM. This has been a fantastic conversation with Mr. Paul Calhoun uh, of Advisorspeaks.com.
0: Uh your number one more time for the folks. 888 490 8570 Or you can contact me at advisorspeaks.com. Um Thank you very much for
2: uh, we'd like to say thank you very much to Mr. Calhoun for his time for coming on the show. Uh, Really nice to meet you and speak with you and learn about this important topic. The website advisorspeaks.com also has many different um, uh, clickable. Links for more information on there in regards to employers, organizations, companies, and individuals as well. Uh, The time is 8.58 a.m. Norma Peterson says, thank you so much for this valuable information. Edna Villarreal, Ellen Peterson-Eggleston, Kay Courtney, Jane Dowling, Sharon Rawls, and Lolit Smith. Good morning. Good to see you all. Uh, The show ends on a positive note. What is your message today for
0: the people of Aurora and anyone watching? the positive note my message would be one happy thanksgiving happy holidays coming up but a positive note is those living with mental illness you are not alone recovery is possible and without question your life matters as well
2: Thank you very much for that message, sir. Much appreciated. I hope that you guys all have a blessed and a positive day today. Uh, Tune in tomorrow for another great episode of Buenos Dias, Aurora. And Good Morning Aurora will return to you all on Wednesday. Take care of yourself and each other. Thank you.